Hello and welcome to the Touchdown Review, episode 18. Now you're probably wondering, how is it episode 18 when we didn't have episode 17? Well, we did, unfortunately, due to a technical snafu, namely by me, um, we weren't able to post it. It was a wonderful conversation between all of us, but never mind. Here we are, Super Bowl week, and we're going to get everybody on the phone at the same time. Me, Callum, Taib, Thomas and Joe. We're going to talk about the game. We're going to give our picks. We're going to give our MVP. We're going to give you our favourite bet of the show. And then we're going to give you some other news as well. But without further ado, let's get everyone on the line and let's start the show. And we have everyone back on the call. This time I am recording and this time there will be sound. I have Taib, I have Thomas, I have Callum and I have Joe. How are we, everybody? The bad right, ball, thanks for asking. How are you? Very good. I'm, I'm good. I've, I've tested the fact that the sound's working multiple times. But yeah, apart from that, I'm okay. Um, I don't know if anyone knows it's Super Bowl week. Um, pretty big, big deal. Um, what What is pretty amazing, I guess, is it's, it's Bengals... V Rams, it's Bengals at Rams. Even more bizarre. After much like much like London buses, you wait for the the home team to get a Super Bowl, and you get two in two years. Um, let's start with just some basic questions on the game, Callum. Um, you're on the you're on the AFC side of the fence, and you are our resident Joe Burrow lover. So can can the Burrow magic continue on Sunday in the Super Bowl? Just gonna put my helmet on before Joe starts throwing things at my house from outside. Um, yes, no, yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely, you can. Um, Joe Burrow being in this position in his second season in the league, when in actual fact his first season was curtailed, significantly shortened by injury, um, speaks for itself. You don't get here by mistake. Um, you know, it, were the Las Vegas Raiders particularly that difficult a team to beat in the first round? I'd argue not. But you know, the pressure of first playoff home game in a long time first playoff win since 1991 there's a lot of pressure that goes with that then you know you get the titans they're the number one seed for a reason were they necessarily the best team in the afc i don't think so but borough managed to pull them through that as well and then if you wanted any serious check on their credentials oh you've only just got to go to kansas city and win an arrowhead i mean joe burrow has completely changed and revolutionized this Cincinnati Bengals franchise. You know, this is a franchise that, as people like to say constantly, don't have their own indoor practice facility in the state of Ohio for the winter months. And yet, you know, at this time, Burrow is the guy who's really turned this franchise around. He's absolutely dragged them from the doldrums forward to a Super Bowl, which nobody was expecting. So why could it not continue? Is this Rams defense you know, a different kettle of fish to some of the other ones he's faced. Yes, absolutely. This game is, you know, quite frankly to me, just going to come down to whether or not he can stay on his two feet. If they can give Joe Burrow time to find Jamar Chase, to find T Higgins and to find Tyler Boyd, the Bengals have a real shot of winning this game. And I would be absolutely stunned if it was Joe Burrow's fault that they lost. I, they I, I, I do like, um, you know, as reading something today um, around like, don't if you are a, a, a rubbish team, of which there are many of us who support those teams on this call, and don't be following the the, the Cincinnati Bengals model because it's not repeatable. I saw something along the lines of the the, the Los Angeles Rams have twenty six scouts, the Bengals have eight. It's just it is a mom and pop up operation. It always has been. 
Um, and they've looked out into a quarterback, and it's it's worked out for them, which you you can't necessarily argue with. You know, I, I, it is it is the years you get the first pick right. You know, I know it worked out okay for Kansas City eventually, but you know they were the first pick and had to pick flipping Eric Fisher. It's it's one of those situations where it doesn't it doesn't always pan out. If we look at it from a negative side, I've got to go to Joe as you know he is resident Bengals hater, being the Browns fan. I guess what what do you, what are the things that can derail the Bengals hype train, Joe? Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Um, <laughs> this is gonna be simple. I don't know. I hate Joe Burrow. I do. I don't think he's that good. I just don't. I can't believe they're this far. Maybe I'm just crazy, but I don't. I don't see it being. He'll probably be close. I'm just being an idiot. Um. The defense, they got it. You know, the Bengals have played really good defense in the postseason. So, obviously, the best offense they faced was last week. Um, but the Rams are very capable of scoring, um, you know, high quantity, high volume. I, I think a big part of the game is going to be Cam Akers, if he can keep them honest. Um, I just... You know, obviously everyone's been saying the front the front four for the Rams is what's going to dictate the game. But I think when you look at the the other things that you know, ones that maybe aren't so you know, uh, I'm losing my train of thought, um, so prevalent. Just I, I I think that they can match up well in the secondary. They've had that guy Nick Scott on the Rams playing really well. Eric Weddle's been playing. I don't know how he's been out of the league for two years. He looks amazing, and he. He didn't even – it doesn't seem like he's lost any athleticism. So, for me, I think if the Rams play the way they've been playing, they've played better competition um, in the playoffs. You know, each game has been tough. I think the Titans and the the Ra- Raiders game were kind of soft in terms of, of playoff games. Obviously, they did get the Chiefs game. But the Rams right now, I just think they've been to the, the Super Bowl. They know what to expect. And I'll be shocked if they don't, you know – I think it's not going to be that close, honestly. I can see them pulling away and, and the, the Bengals kind of, you know, Cinderella, the glass slipper doesn't fit anymore. Um, if we move over to Taib, you know, there's only one person we can talk about when we're talking to Taib about this game, and that's Matthew Stafford. And I guess the, 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 the questions that people may have on will this game be close is which Matthew Stafford turns up because people have seen him throw multiple picks in games and I guess the question Taib is what level does Matthew Stafford need to be to win the game does he have to be top notch or can he be okay oh no he has to be top notch I think he has to play how he did against Tampa Bay and to a lesser extent against San Francisco I think if the Stafford of late November early December turns up then the Bengals are in this game massively but overall I think his playoff performances have been really good so far and if he can deliver one more performance, he, he'll get the job done. That, that's the one thing I think McVeigh's got to trust Stafford. You've got to let him, at times, you've got to let him off the leash a little and carry the risk that he might make a mistake in the hopes of some brilliance. And at various moments we've seen over the playoffs that he's shown flashes of genius moments to win games for the Rams. I think he'll have to be at his very best because his Bengals defense. I don't know, it's really weird. I rewatched the coach's film of the AFC Championship game this morning and I can't remember a second half that was just so... or two halves that were so chalk and cheese. They were terrible in that first half. And if they play another game 
like that stuff that'll destroy them in that first half but in the second half they were outstanding and I think that for me is a big key is can they force Stafford to make low percentage throws into tight windows because unlike other quarterbacks Stafford will always try and take it on his interception against San Francisco was proof of that mm. he had a check down in the flat and he still threw it into double coverage because that's kind of what he's always going to be there's always that thing of my arm's good enough I'll rifle it in there no problem that's what the Bengals have got to do for Stafford he's just got to play a clean game because the big players will be there but in, in a one-off game turnovers will kill you everyone knows that and can't afford many if any at all on Sunday Thomas um, Joe mentioned uh, the one one name that could derail um, the the victory for the Bengals that being Aaron Donald I guess the other one is, is Von Miller and I guess the question Thomas is can is there a possibility that this game could be very similar to the Broncos-Panthers game for those who had the privilege of watching that that offensive disaster and we get some kind of Von Miller or Aaron Donald MVP? That was my um, girlfriend's first exposure to the NFL, by the way. And she we, never we watched again. She, she's <laughs> subjected to the Falcons on a, on a weekly basis, but we all were at Bandle Ground by my mate's house to watch the Super Bowl, thinking it was going to it was, it was MVP um, Cam Newton, it was going to be this super fun offensive duel, um, and it was just dreadful. Um, I, I've, I've never been forgiven for that moment. Um, and to, to answer your question, to actually to actually answer your question, um, yes and no. Um, it's worth remembering that Joe Burrow was sacked like nine times against the Titans. Um, and they still won, and they he I mean, it wasn't a particularly good offensive showing, but it didn't seem to phase him too much, right? He he, he just seems to brush this stuff off. So, I I, I mean, I, I feel like they'd have to hit double digits for it to really affect him. Whether or not the the occasion gets too much for for Joe Burrow and and, and that really young Cincinnati offense is is another thing. Um, but I think for for the Rams, if they're going to win it defensively, it's going to come from the back end, the uh, the, the secondary, uh, and shutting down uh, Jamar Chase and and T Higgins and Tyler Boyd and is um, uh, uh, the the tight end is he, is he fit? Is he playing? Is that, is he... Well, he took his knee yeah. brace off at their pep rally thing. It was like it was like a WWE style thing. He walked up onto the stage <laughs> in his knee brace, and then. Everyone was yelling, take it off, and he ripped it off and held it high above his head, and this roar just surged out. You must have heard it across all the Great Lakes. I mean, it was enormous, <laughs> but so, he seems like he's yeah, fit. That, <laughs> that, that, that'll end well. Um, no, so, I mean, I think if, in, in, order, in order for, them to, for, for the Rams to, to, if it's going to become a defensive duel, it's going gonna, it's gonna to very much rely on whether or not they can shut down the weapons. Obviously, one way of, of doing that is to give the quarterback either no time to throw or no comfort to, to get himself set um but i just don't i don't feel like um the likes of aaron donald or von miller are going to be the difference in this one it's going to be Jalen ramsey um if it's going to be anyone it's going to if, if anyone is due for like an iconic super bowl performance it's Jalen ramsey so that's where i'm guess where i'm going with it. I'm, I'm going to come back to you thomas because i'm interested in this because do you expect ramsey to cover um to cover Chase and if so does that mean that they will have to double T Higgins or do they go the other way round on it in a in a in a Belichick-esque way uh, yeah I would, I, would, I would love to see that battle one-on-one um but I don't think it'll happen I think I think the Rams are probably going to go more 
um, Ramsey shut that. You're just going to focus on, I don't even know what side of the field he plays. Well, whatever side of the field Ramsey plays, that's what side of the field he's sticking to. And he's going to make the Bengals move first. They're going to try and get the Bengals to blink first effectively. Um, now, what that does mean is obviously they'll move, they'll, they'll have Chase out there sometimes and, and then they'll have Chase in the slot a lot of the time as well um, and just move people around to try and get the, the Rams sort of off balance. But if they can just shut down one sideline that just limits what they're going to be able to do um whether or not that just means that they go okay we're going to get a third string receiver and just put him there and and ju- just to keep just to keep ramsey quiet i don't know um but that's that's the way that i see the rams sort of taking it um their defensive coordinator raheem morris is a ex-falcon guy so i've got something to talk about um he was uh, a defensive coordinator for the last couple of years for the falcons and, and was interim coach last year and he very much took on i know that they've uh, adjusted slightly to a, a more um two safety uh, look but he he took on what dan quinn was try- trying to do with the uh, uh sort of the cover three type um uh defense and I, I feel like we might see a little bit more of that this weekend um that's a purely from nothing but that's the way it goes for me don't even know if that answers the question but no absolutely (laughs) absolutely does um i'm gonna we're gonna go straight into it i want um i want your pick i want a score and i want an mvp i'm gonna start with callum i mean i'm i'm not gonna sit here and talk about joe burrow all day and then not pick the bengals um i love i love cinderella's um, I absolutely will always support the underdog based on the fact that, you know, being born and raised a Manchester United fan, I didn't get to do that a lot as a kid. Um, so, yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm sticking with the Bengals. Um, I'm also not a psychopath, so I'm going to hope there's lots of points. Um, I'm not going to be asking for this defensive battle that everyone seems to be talking about. Um, so, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm with Thomas that it's, it's Ramsey's time to step up, but the key thing is that this is not this is not Richard Sherman, Legion of Boom. You know, this is this is a different thing. You can pass on Jalen Ramsey. Ask Tom Brady and Mike Evans. Um, so I think the Bengals will score points. Uh, knowing that Evan McPherson only needs, I think it's three field goals to break the all-time single-season postseason record, um, I think we might end up with a slightly odd-looking score here because I'd be stunned if they didn't kick three field goals in this game. Um, so I'm going to go with Bengals... 33 Rams 30 and I wouldn't be surprised if this ended up with a walk-off Evan McPherson field goal to win it Um, MVP it's hard to look past Burrow I mean it's hard to look past the winning quarterback isn't it so Mm -hmm. it's hard to look past Burrow but if it's not Burrow um, you, you would have to think it would be someone along the lines of Jamar Chase um, especially if he can make mincemeat of the Rams secondary. Um, and I really hope he does. So, yeah, go Bengals. Uh, you want to you wanna keep the bet for later or do that now? Yeah, no, we'll do, we'll do the bet in a minute. Let's, let's go on, to, let's go on to, to Joe then. Joe, who are you picking? Who's your MVP? I got the Rams 31-21. Over the Bengals, I can see them keeping it close and at the end just kind of, you know, taking it away from them and, it's funny, we, we've been name-dropping all episode. Uh, we haven't probably said the best player this season, and I, that's who I'm taking for the MVP, Mr. Cooper Cup. I could see him getting two touch. I mean, I I'm trying to think of the corner who's going to guard him. It's going to be tough for anyone. I mean, it's been tough for anyone all year. So I could see him just carving up 
that defense. I don't. It's been proven. Uh, teams have been game planning for him all year. It does not matter. He's going to get open if it's zone, if it's man. They'll figure out something. And I do want to point out, you read my mind earlier. I definitely think they're going to do the – well, I want to see him do the Deion Sanders, Jalen Ramsey on T. Higgins, and then Darius Williams and uh, Weddle or Nick Scott over the top on Jamar Chase. But he'll get his yards. But like I said, 31-21 and the Cooper Cup, my MVP. Taib, picking an MVP, please. Um, as much as I'd love to see the Bengals, I just feel like this is the Rams' moment. All these stars kind of aligning at the right time. I feel like the Rams are going to get the job done. MVP, after his frustration of Super Bowl 53, I feel like Aaron Donald's going to come back with a vengeance here. And I feel like he's going to become the eighth defensive player to win Super Bowl MVP in the NFL. And the scoreline for me would be Rams 30 Bengals 19. Nice, nice. Thomas? Yeah. Um, we're going Rams, uh, I think. Um, not because I don't like uh, the Bengals, but I just think... <laughs> I, just, I, I find it difficult to... I find it difficult to kind of go in that direction at this stage. Um, I don't... I think they'll be... They, I, I don't know. Rams it is. Um, Stafford for MVP because it's always the quarterback, and if it's not the quarterback, um, it'll be maybe Aaron... Donald um, at a push, um, just just because as, as a body of work, like the Oscar thing. It's like, oh yeah, you you were, you were great in whatever, but this is really for your body of work. Uh, this award um, and the scoreline of twenty eight seventeen. So so I'm last. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Callum take full glory when we talk about this next week. Um, <clears throat> and um, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Rams twenty eight twenty. In my MVP is um, is going to annoy Joe because this is why we do the show right to annoy each other. And I'm going to pick Odell Beckham Jr., who's going to get oh, over a hundred yards, <laughs> hundred yards and two scores. Um, and that yeah, that there we go. Um, what what I asked everyone to do is, and I'm going to go first on this because I can't because I'm hosting. Um, is is pick their favorite bet related to the Super Bowl? It could be anything. It didn't really matter what it was. I was just really interested, just to prove to people that I am a the oldest on this call, and b uh, what what my my life was like in the in my late teens and early twenties. Um, I am going to tell you that at, at, uh, at eleven to two, you can get Still Dre to be first song performed in the in the Super Bowl halftime show. And if you do, I am in Great Yarmouth. You will be all be able to hear me from your various locations. As I sing along, so still Dre eleven to two, first song performed at the Super Bowl halftime show. Callum, what is your favorite bet for the Super Bowl? That was one I had earmarked. I won't lie, that I had that on the list because at that level of value, with the piano riff to open it up, it's it's a no-brainer in my mind. I see a lot of suggestions for California Love, and I don't buy it as an opener and. The only other potential for me is his next episode with the kind of yeah. anthemic start Correct. to it, which I know is the favourite. I've been having some discussions with this. I love the Super Bowl bets. Uh, as you, if you can't tell already from the fact that I've just named three <laughs> contenders for first Super Bowl halftime show, I love I love the halftime, the, the nonsense bets. Give me absolutely all of it. I was telling the guys in the group chat beforehand, I'm desperately trying to find a price for an accumulator on the coin toss to be tails, the national anthem to go longer than a minute and a half, the Bengals to win. Um, all of the above, I want it all. But 
two things to highlight. I, I thoroughly enjoy the discussions over what color Gatorade will be used um, at the end of the game to give the winning coach a bath. If you are sensible, like me, and believe the Bengals are going to win, and by the way, the fact that you've all picked the Rams means I am doubling my stake. <laughs> yeah, the... The, I was listening to an interview with Sam Hubbard of the Bengals. No, days ago. no, no. <laughs> you took it right, bro. Uh, I'll stop. I'll stop. I can go elsewhere. No, 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 no. That was, no, that, no that's the elsewhere. best pick. No, 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 no. No, no, I'll leave it. I'll leave it. I'll leave it. No, sorry, I, I didn't hear anything from Sam Hubbard. I'm sure we're going to hear more about that later on. <laughs> what I'm going to say is instead, my personal favorite... Um, is one that I learned about only last year uh, from another former NFL player, uh, Pat McAfee. Uh, Pat McAfee went on a big rant on his in his show talking about when he kicked off in the Super Bowl, it is nigh on impossible to get a touchback on the opening kickoff of the Super Bowl. And there's specific reasons for that, which I'll go into now. Obviously, most games start with a touchback, kicker comes out, smashes the ball down through the end zone, yada, yada, yada. But... And I'm only, I only got one year's experience on this, but if you go back to last year's Super Bowl, the opening kickoff taken by Harrison Butker was not a touchback. It just about carried to the end zone. It, it would have bounced on the line of the end zone and the Tampa Bay returner brought it out. Now, the reasoning for this is multiple fold. Firstly, it's the Super Bowl. It's the opening kickoff. Everybody wants big rah-rah run back, lots of energy. Let's get the crowd going. Let's get good field position. So I think inherently in the playoffs, I think you're more likely to try and run it out on the opening possession than anything else. And secondly, and this is where McAfee's insight comes in, when McAfee kicked off in the Super Bowl, he said he put everything he had into the ball and it landed between the 10 and the five-yard line. And the reason for that is the ball they kick off in the Super Bowl is brand new. It has not been worked. It has not been softened it has been taken out of a box and put on a tee and kicked so if there's one ball that is the hardest possible thing to kick it is that particular ball and therefore at two to one in some places for the opening kickoff to not be a touchback is not just my favorite bet but i think free money can you can you tell me what happened to said kickoff from pat mcafee uh he took it back quite far Devin has to score the touchdown, right? In the rain the in Miami. So See? no wonder, no, no wonder, no wonder. Pat's blaming a fucking ball. Um, well, would, Joe, that been, would that not have been Adam Vinatieri? Oh. No, Pat kicked off. Because Pat could kick further than Adam. Because for weirdly, Adam Adam has stopped taking kickoffs. I don't think Pat's that old. Is he not that old? Well, what? 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 Would Pat kick off in ten? Oh yeah, maybe against Peyton. Peyton threw the pick six to Tracy Porter. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. No. Mac- yeah. So McAfee would have been Saints. It was his. It was his rookie. It was the same stadium in both yeah. games. Um, Joe, explain to me why um, why Sam Hubbard is dead interested in Gatorade. Well, uh, to show some love to the, the most famous football podcast, uh, Callum also listens to Pardon My Take, apparently, and. <laughs> So we'll, we'll we'll do this in unison. This is our bet. Uh, he said this. First of all, what he just said about the kickoff felt like insider trading. So let's double down. Uh, <laughs> he said they the guys who interview him. They were interviewing Sam Hubbard, and they always do dumb little things like 
Every year, I feel like they ask, oh, so just, you know, out of curiosity, what, what color Gatorade do you guys typically drink on the sideline? He's like, it's, it's always orange. So that, if they win, oh, God, the thought of Zach Taylor in a Gatorade bath is disgusting. But so that would be the color. And then for practical ones, I saw uh, Cam Akers plus 80 yards rushing and Joe Mixon plus 80 yards rushing a player special was plus 1,000. That seemed, that's not that unlikely to happen, I feel like. Probably not probable, but worth a bet, I think. And then I saw something for plus 270. Uh, Jamar Chase, four rushing yards. I'm pretty sure he's going to get that. They'll give him a – yeah, you like that? Okay. That felt like an easy one. <laughs> and I, I was like, three and a half yards? Like, he's going to get them – like, all he needs is one carry because they're going to give him a jet at some point they, if they can't get him the ball, you know. It's just a it's a bubble screen, whatever. So yeah, that those two, and then obviously the Gator and one. It's not going to happen because they're not going to win. But if if it does, it'll be orange. <laughs> so so oh, so I, I I I've done a list of I've done a list of bets right like on on a on a spread. Yeah, I'm done them yet, and I got the odds from like odds yeah, and I, I always look at that Gatorade one, and the opening odds were two to one, and now it's basically evens. And I had no fucking clue why, and now I do. <laughs> because because no, be Sam Hubbard told everyone about it. Statist- statistically, historically, orange has been the most popular yes, color as, as well. I should say that. Yeah, yeah. So it has won more often than not in the past. Um, I was robbed of a particularly large win on the Chiefs not having red Gatorade when they beat the 49ers two years ago. So um, that's still rankling with me a little bit, but. Um, yeah, orange. Orange is a good uh, is a good bet all round, and uh, yeah, I, I, I like that Joe and I have the same sources, and I'm glad we agree with each other. Can we just get mm-hmm. a pulse check on Taib as well? I was going to say that. Okay. I'm going to say to Taib, if I want your bet, um, and I want to make sure you're still alive as Newcastle just scored against Everton, uh, Ryan Fraser, and I'm so <laughs> proud of you that you didn't smash stuff in your house. <laughs> Um, or like start screaming and swearing so bravo because I'm plugged in I'm plugged in so if I've, if I've got up the laptop would have come with me and everything so it would have been a disaster then so it was just kind of like sit and just jump around but um, see mine one was kind of a serious one I did, I'll be honest I didn't expect everyone to have like obviously the mad ones and then once I found out I did start searching like what the over and under would be on chickens consumed you know um, unfortunately that doesn't really exist although I did find one kind of funny one because like he's kind of my guy even though I've never met him is um will any part of Eminem's performance be censored and the minus on that is 175 plus is 135 and I'll be honest with you I think the NFL is probably going to be in trouble for what Eminem may do or may not do True. in the halftime show like it'll be a talking point I think afterwards regardless of what he may or may not say because um he's never shy in coming forward is um is young Marshall and the for for an actual game one? Let's get it back up. This was on bet three six. Well, he's yeah. doing that. I think we can all agree he we'd be pretty upset if Eminem kept it close to the bet. Oh let's yeah, let's let it let's let it flow. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm kind of hoping. I'm kind of hoping you you. you he's performing in like a Lions Matthew Stafford jersey. That would be like. <laughs> the coolest thing ever like technically then we could say the Lions performed at a Super Bowl they've not played in a Super Bowl but then they performed at a Super Bowl if that <laughs> happens but um, for an actual game one I like 16-1 to one on um, the under 274.5 passing yards for Joe Burrow because I think the Bengals are going to have to get the run game going at some point to 
keep Von Miller and Aaron Donald and the Rams pass rush at bay and I think the screen game is going to be critical for that as well so Burrow might not be asked to throw a ton and obviously he'll still make some critical throws but if the Bengals can be more balanced on offense it'll probably give them a better chance of keeping him upright so so before we go to Thomas I'm going to give give everyone an anecdote um, for my would have been 19th birthday I got the Marshall Mathers LP off my mum and dad they didn't know who Eminem was um, and he told me to play it and I'd never played it before. And the second song on um, Marshall Mathers, the first one is a skit. And the second one is Kill You, which to this day is still my favourite Eminem song. For anyone who's listening and for everyone on the show, when you get off, play it. And then imagine a, f- a 50-year-old mum and dad listening to the first minute and a half before I quickly twitched it off. Uh, Thomas, uh, what's your favourite bet? I'm a bit annoyed actually that everyone's talking about the halftime stuff because I really thought I had that uh, I had that that, that, that nickel. Um, against the grain though, it's going to be California love, and and I've got uh, I've got uh, previous because I've, I've nailed it for the past three seasons. Um, so that's that's where. Then, that's Thomas, where if it's California love, do you expect to see a hologram somewhere in the stadium of Tupac? Yes, hundred percent. Okay, um, and they'll make a, a um, uh, sort of a, a it'll be. Can, it'll be one of those things that goes around uh, f- for the next three or four months as everyone goes, they're going to yeah. do a two-pack hologram tour. It's going to be incredible. It's, it's not going to be incredible. It would be bad. Um, if you want a serious one, uh, I've got... Um, I, I don't bet too often. Um, I had to stop. Um, so there's no particular reason other than I kept losing. Um, I... I've got, <laughs> Uh, Sky Bear are doing uh, over over two and a half players to attempt to pass six to four. Um, so if you think Odell's got a uh, uh, an attempted pass to I don't know that's uh, a great one. That's yeah, that's, um, that's, that's, uh, that's 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 your money maker right there. That would also feed right into my Odell Beckham Jr. MVP odds. Like not a yeah. scores a touchdown, throws a touchdown. Love it. Joe Joe throws shoe at TV, um, and we all we all Can I throw one more in there. Just go for sorry. it. Um, if you like me, just want to cheer for fun to an extent. Sky Bear doing both teams to score twenty four or more points at four to one, which I think is fairly good odds considering the actual odds of that is two to one. So you're getting double what the odds should be, and I think both teams can score twenty four as much as you'll hate the Bengals apparently and think Joe Burrow's a bust, but you know. Um, I think twenty four twenty four is definitely likely and quite good value at four to one. Love it, love it. Before we go, guys, um, I got some questions that we we will wanted to check, which are non Super Bowl related. So, first one first. Um, I want to know who who your favorite new hire is. Um, you can link it to a class action lawsuit that Brian Flores has done against the NFL. That is up to you. But I'm interested to say if you would have. If who you think the best head coach hire is in the in the um, in the recent time? So we'll start with Callum. I'm absolutely buzzing about Miami Daniel. I'm absolutely buzzing for it. Um, offensive mind, give us something new in Miami. So you know, I'd be I'd be I'd be remiss if I wasn't going to pick my own team. Um, you know, I, I think them pushing this uh, identifies as multiracial is is an interesting. Uh, Propaganda move from the Dolphins as well, um, but uh, yeah, we'll see where that goes. Um, beyond that, I'm intrigued to see how Dennis Allen does. I'm intrigued to see how Dennis Allen does for the Saints. Um, I think that'll be a really interesting uh, situation. Joe, who's your favourite new hire? 
life gives and it takes away. The you, you're excited about Mike McDaniel. I'm not sure you saw what just happened on the telly. That hurts. Okay. Um, Burnley scored a menu. So I might. I was gonna take Mike McDaniel too. I love him. I think Tua is so underrated. I think Tua. He was my favorite quarterback. I I think I have to say Justin Herbert. At this, oh no, he's upset. At this point, it's Justin Herbert. But I think Tua can be a Pro Bowler. Like. For a long time, so I love that hire. I was gonna say Lovey Smith to be a smartass, but I don't know. the Texans. I don't know what the Texans are doing. Like the Texans desperately want to hire Josh McCowan, but can't think of a good reason to do it yet. So keep on hiring someone else until they can think of a good reason to hire Jack Easterby's mate. Yeah, let's hire the guy who just uh, basically flunked out of Illinois. Couldn't turn that program around. I'm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Mike McDaniel. I. It's either going to be really good or it's going to be really bad, I think. But I'm I'm betting towards good. That division is going to be fun next year. Um, Taib, what about you? Um, I really like the Doug Peterson hire from a Trevor Lawrence point of view. I just feel like he has a man who's got a lot of experience coaching quarterbacks, playing as a quarterback in the NFL. And I just feel like it'll probably be a good move for Lawrence learn some foundations of how to play quarterback in the NFL so I think that's a good move the one I'm really intrigued to follow is Matt Eberfluss because obviously the Colts defense was solid if not spectacular this year they were better I think in 2020 he's got the job I think he's related to the McCaskey family in some way shape or form because I saw Bears Twitter have a meltdown over that but to me the biggest thing with that is he's a defensive minded guy obviously come from as a defensive coordinator how does he then put a system in place that allows Justin Fields to learn and develop and be the best version of himself because Fields look Fields came from a big time program and he played big time football at Ohio State and he looked so far off the pace that it was actually kind of concerning they have to that that's going to define his job in Chicago what type of Justin Fields development do we see over the next two seasons because the NFC North could be open depending on certain moves that happen in Wisconsin Eberflus mm-hmm. has got to find a way of turning Justin Fields into the guy that they want him to be and Thomas who do you think is going to be the best hire um, not necessarily the best hire but I have to echo uh, what Tabe's saying there about Doug, uh, Doug Peterson what, what, I think, what I find most interesting about that hire is that he effectively left the Eagles because of a bit of a power struggle with him and, and um Harry Roseman, right? Um, and he's going into the Jaguars, whose general manager is still Trent Baalke. Um, we're still involved in some capacity, who uh, 2014 had a bit of a power struggle with Jim Harbour and won. I don't understand how that's, that dynamic is going to work, so I'm interested to see the fireworks there. Um, most interested in that, um, and, and also Dennis Allen, who's gone into a, uh, a bit of a nightmare uh, in, in New Orleans, and I'm excited to see what he does to try no, and not. turn that franchise You're not excited. Around. <laughs> you're excited in a different <laughs> way, right? Um, yeah, I, Just I, I'm interested to see if how how long it is before Trent Balky is wearing a headset, telling uh, telling um, Doug Peterson what plays to run, because that sounds like something that he is attempting to do, which is freaking bizarre. Um, I have another question. I, I don't know if anyone follows um, major NFL players' Instagram accounts. I don't, but luckily people on the internet do. Um, and Kyler Murray scrubbed any recollection of him and the Arizona Cardinals link from his Instagram account. 
Um, given that that gives us a situation of noise around Callum Murray, we also have noise around Russell Wilson. And I don't know if you know, but uh, Aaron Rodgers hasn't been very happy in Green Bay recently. I know it's news. I, I may have just broken that there. Um, I guess my question is to all of you. Um, you get the choice of picking one of them for your franchise going forward. Which one would you pick? Um, I'm going to start with me. Because um, I'm going to choose Kyler Murray. And I'm going to tell you why. Because... Um, I'm a better man, and I support the Washington Commodores. No, Commanders, I don't know. One of those names. The Commies, right? That was a joke, by the way. Um, And um, they play Dallas, and we don't like Dallas. We haven't liked them in the last three different names we've had. It won't change. Um, And do you know who owns Dallas? Kyler Murray. So if I get 10 years of winning at at Jerry, Jerry World... I'll take it. So I'm going to take Callum Murray. Callum, who would you pick? Yeah, I agree with you, Paul, completely. I mean, Kyler, I think, you know, it's one of those where the cop-out answer is Kyler because he's the youngest, but it's also kind of the truth. Um, you know, Rogers, you're going all in, kind of like the Rams have done this year. I know Stafford's a bit younger, but if you're taking on Rogers right now, you're basically saying we're trying to win a Super Bowl in the next three years um, or bust. Russ has maybe got a little bit more time. Um, I'm a big Russell Wilson fan, but I just, you know, I've been long on the record as being a huge Kyler Murray guy. He's electric with his feet, with the ball in his hands. Um, is he a little bit small? Yes. Do I also kind of like him more because he's so small? Yes. So, you know, there's just part of me that wants to see someone that size succeed. Um, and yeah, if I don't think this is on the table, but if Kyler wants to come to Miami and send Tua to Arizona, I would accept that. Joe, um, based on the fact that, as Callum quite rightly points out, um, if you're in win-now mode, um, you probably go with Aaron Rodgers. Do you pick Aaron Rodgers? Uh, I am from Texas. I'm basically the same age as Kyler Murray. If you guys lived here in that time, he was God. He, we, I played at a pretty good high school, and we won uh, in the second round. My junior, we were going to have to play them. We were like, oh, God, let's just save the embarrassment. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to choose Kyler Murray. I don't – he just – he's a winner. Um, I think he might be held back. I, I know their offense is explosive, but I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is probably a great head coach. I, I don't – I hate when teams start, you know, that hot and then they fizzle out. That, that's a lot to do with coaching when they don't have, you know, major injuries. So I think that – he has such a high ceiling. Um, when he when he's on, like you look at him, you're like God. He he kind of runs. He's a little slower, but a little twitchier than Lamar Jackson. He's definitely got a better arm. Like he he he's what you want on Madden. And like I don't know that eventually that'll translate. Um, I think because Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers is such a pain in the ass. He, that that's another thing. I I would. It's hard to root for him. I think even if you're a Green Bay fan. Yeah, I know he's amazing, but it's like at what at what cost? Yeah. That's probably the reason they haven't won more Super Bowls because it's just the the cohesiveness or the the morale of the team probably can't gel like teams like you know with Tom Brady or Drew Brees. So yeah, I would definitely take Kyler Murray. Taib, I'd probably if you were asking me out of the three for one season, you'd probably take Rogers. Uh, um... He's just still playing at a phenomenal level. And I hate saying that because I dislike him so much. But 
<laughs> you're allowed to, you are allowed of all of us you're allowed to hate him the most you know like it's, it's like my dislike for him actually trumps like I've, I've got no real dislike of the Packers they just kind of exist on their own little plane but Rodgers he just comes across as such a prat um, I, I just can't I can't deal with it all of that nonsense but in terms of if you're asking me which quarterback to select for one season 17 games Rodgers is about to win a consecutive MVP you know he's just not declining He's just a phenomenal quarterback. Yeah, Thomas, who, who would you who would you get to throw to Kyle Pitts? Yeah, I get to throw to Kyle Pitts. Uh, Russell Wilson. Um, I, I like I like Kyler Murray a lot, and I do one hundred percent agree with with Joe. Um, I think Cliff Kingsbury is a is a spoofer of the of the highest order. And the sooner he's slung out, um, the sooner Arizona can get on with uh, whatever they're trying to do uh, over there. But but Russell Wilson, I, I feel really bad for him because he's he's a really really good quarterback who's just kind of been. Not not waste. I mean, Seattle have been perennial playoff team. Obviously, like recently, it's been a bit tough um, as they as they've tried to figure out what they are post um, Legion of Boom, post um, whatever they had going on at the start of the start of the decade, uh, what start of the last decade. Um, but the I, I just think he he plays at, at a at a very high level, rarely injured, um, and probably just deserves to have a couple of seasons where he's not being beaten up four or five times a game. Um, I'm back. I'm back in Russell Wilson. I, I'm not saying he's the best out of the three, um, but if you want to win over the next five years, um, I think he's probably your, your safest bet. Um, that's where I'm going with my with my pick. Fantastic, um, guys. That's been absolutely brilliant. We've given people picks. We've given people bets. We basically said that um, based on the lot of averages that follow what Callum's doing. Don't forget. Love Orange Gatorade and and don't forget to start book, looking on um, Ticketmaster as soon as possible for Tupac the Hologram Show. Um, guys, it's been a privilege as always. Um, enjoy the Super Bowl and I will speak to you on the other side. Hey, hey Paul, uh, I guess I have a question for everybody. Who Who is the comp, the NFL version of Deli Ali? Just because I'm, I'm curious to what you guys say. <laughs> comp for Deli Ali? Okay. This OBJ. is... It I've would be it, it would be OBJ, it. right? Yeah, because he was yeah. absolutely yeah. unplayable, and then for whatever reason, no one knew he fell off a cliff. Although I, I quite like OBJ in LA, so I hope that it's not him because that would mean he'd be good for the Blues, um, and no one needs that in their life because um, they deserve <laughs> nothing but pain and suffering. Um, the answer yeah, is Juju Smith-Schuster, by the way. Oh, yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster is like, yes. another good <laughs> yeah. shout as well. <laughs> Juju Smith yeah. is a great show. moment from Thomas. That's, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that's 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 where you're going, and I, I I've got a little bit of a soft spot for for both of them, so it kind of yeah. kind of plays into it. But um, if you want somebody who was again electric for a couple of years and then kind of yeah. fell off the planet, um, there's your man. Fantastic. Yeah. Here we go, Joe. I've 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 that one in your in your in your Texas conversations. Juju Smith-Schuster <laughs> equals Deli Ali. I'm, I'm going to steal uh, that, and I, I'm going to steal that across across the UK and pretend to pretend I don't know Thomas. People might think I'm an alien. Like, who, who is? What is Deli Ali? What's a, what's a Deli Ali? Yeah. yeah, exactly. I right. don't know what kind of sandwich that is. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, right, guys? I'll let you go. Thank you. Brilliant stuff there from everyone involved.
great stuff and we are now heading as fast as possible to the Super Bowl hope you've enjoyed it please give the touchdown.co.uk a read a follow a tweet we will all be involved all chatting all there over the next weeks and months we'll be back next week talking about the Super Bowl in the touchdown review but until then we're out thank you very much (laughs) 